Good morning. It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Tuesday, January 16th, 2024. I'm Catherine Klusmeyer with Raven News. The Coast Guard on Friday called up the search for a vessel that capsized near Sitka on January 9th, pending more information. The boating accident claimed two lives and the bodies of the deceased have not been recovered. In a press release on January 12th, the Coast Guard identified the three survivors, Tyson Ross, Justin Epoch, and James Sturm, were, were rescued by a helicopter crew from Air Station Sitka after the boat capsized around 20 miles north of Sitka near Chichikov Island. While the Coast Guard did not name the victims in the latest press release, memorial funds set up for the families have identified 18-year-old Sayer Tuzon and 18-year-old Darren Borbridge as the victims in the boating accident. On January 10th, the Coast Guard and a Sika Fire Department dive rescue team located the bodies of Tucson and Borbridge using an underwater drone. But Coast Guard spokesperson Shannon Kearney told KCAW that dive teams were initially unable to recover them. The Coast Guard cutter Douglas Denman stayed alongside the boat until Wednesday night when they were forced to seek safe harbor after the weather conditions deteriorated. The cutter crew and a helicopter team returned to the search area Thursday and Friday, but were unable to relocate the vessel. You can find a link to donate to funds to support the victims' families on our website at kcaw.org. The Sitka Fine Arts Camp kicked off 2024 breaking records again. Each year, camp staff stay up late on New Year's Eve to manage camp registration. Executive Director Robert Schmidt says they broke the previous record for registrations made within the first hour. In the first hour, we had 270 students register for our camps. And within the first 24 hours, we had 475 students register. The Sitka Fine Arts Camp runs all summer long with elementary, middle, and high school programs and a musical theater camp. Students are coming from 34 Alaskan communities and 16 states. It's another side of the visitors industry that maybe people don't think about is that with staff, kids, parents, families, you know, we're bringing people to Sitka that um, are here from one to nine weeks here in Sitka, and it's just an incredible way for Sitka to be on the map around the state and around the country. Schmidt says over half of the around 800 available slots were filled on January 1st. Students and families really, they love camp. When we have people come to camp for their first time, they often fall in love with it, and then they often tell their friends and other families about it. And so I think it just has this really strong Loyalty from people who return year after year and then really strong word of mouth that people hear about it and they hear that in order to get in, you have to register quickly. Right now, the residential high school camp is at capacity, but there's a wait list and there's still some room in the middle and elementary school camps. And Schmidt says even though things have filled up quickly, there's always room for Sitka students to attend as day campers. Five Finger Island Lighthouse has helped mariners navigate Frederick Sound for over a century. But now it also serves an educational purpose. Every summer, the remote lighthouse draws in scores of visitors who want to learn more about the unique history and ecology of Five Finger Island. KFSK's Shelby Herbert jumped on a boat to the lighthouse this fall to shine a light on some of its new features. Five Finger Lighthouse Society Director Jeff Erickson is skiffing a group of volunteers and me to Five Finger Island. Get on a boat before? Mm. 
couple times. <laughs> he pilots his boat away from Petersburg's South Harbor and into the thick mist hanging over the Frederick Sound. Almost out of nowhere, Erickson has to cut the engine, even though the island is nowhere in sight. He's braking for a pod of whales. The passengers poke their heads outside the cabin to marvel at them. Not long after, the lighthouse comes into focus. Erickson anchors next to a sheer cliff, and we start unloading gear for the people staying at the lighthouse. The keepers, crates of food, amenities, and pieces of what is to become their new heating system. Lighthouse keepers Brianna and Don Drury come out to meet us. They're married, both from Oklahoma. They're both still working remotely, using Starlink to connect with the outside world. And they're also working on the lighthouse itself. Oh, there is a lot of work that needs to be done around here. Uh, tons of projects. We've been working on um, the solar array and just general cleaning. Today, the lighthouse's beacon is automated by the U.S. Coast Guard. So Brianna and Don don't actually have to be around to keep it lit. But the keepers and a group of volunteers from Petersburg are working hard to keep the structure intact and ready for visitors. Another one of their duties is to greet visitors who occasionally come in off the cruise ships and show them around. Yeah, you know, we're, we're new to the job, so we actually haven't had visitors come ashore yet, except mm -hmm. you all. But yeah, so showing visitors around, giving them the history, you know, asking them to help support, because this is entirely, you know, it's a nonprofit, so if okay. we don't have the money to fix something, it doesn't get fixed. Brianna says it takes a unique type of person to step up for the job. If you enjoy solitude and if you enjoy whale watching and MacGyvering, this is the job for you. <laughs> the Drury's can tolerate cobbling together complicated mechanical equipment, but the real draw for them is the environment. The waters around the lighthouse are teeming with marine life, and the whales are the star of the show here. Brianna says the best place to whale watch is from the island's helipad, we climb up the wooden scaffolding, where we find Don chatting up a pot of humpbacks in the distance. Remember Moby Dick? There's like 10 of them out there right yeah. now. Brianna says the helipad isn't just the best place to see whales. It's also the best place to hear them. These just massive animals making these deep, just kind of primal, primordial sounds like, yeah. It's amazing. Despite all the natural beauty around her, Brianna admits that the spot sometimes feels a little eerie. Author Sue Henry wrote a murder mystery novel about it, titled Murder at Five Finger Light. Unlike the characters in Henry's novel, visitors probably won't stumble upon a hidden corpse on the premises, but they might find some hidden treasure. There's a geocache tucked into a hollowed out tree next to a steep cliff. Geocache. No, can you, there's a geocache all the way out here. Yes, there is. This is probably one of the more difficult ones to get to. And if people are just, you know, trying to follow the coordinates. We've heard stories of people, you know, trying to land there and scramble up this. And yeah. You're they're kidding. Just, they're, they're just following the, the GPS coordinates and not actually looking around the island for where to anchor or come ashore. Brianna leads the way back to the lighthouse, pointing out edible plants along the trail. Those are your thimbleberries? Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Ooh. 
That's so sweet. It's I, so delicate. Yeah, it's like you've already prepared it for a pie or something. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even need to add sugar. It's very... It's a sweet end of the day, especially for the volunteers who, after a lot of sweat and maybe even a few tears of frustration, successfully installed a new boiler system. And the fruit of their labor, funded by community donations and a Rasmussen grant, means that the structure has a more reliable heat source that will protect it from humidity and mold. Jeff Erickson says the upgrade means a lot for the future of the Five Finger Lighthouse. The boiler's hooked up and we got heat in the lighthouse, which was a big accomplishment. It's it's never been hooked up, so it's a really exciting day for us. For most of the winter, the lighthouse sits empty, but that could change soon. Erickson says the new heating system could allow them to keep their keepers longer into the fall and start the season earlier in the spring. And that means more opportunities for them to share its haunting beauty and hidden treasures with the outside world. In Petersburg, I'm Shelby Herbert. Taking a look at our zone weather for today, Tuesday, January 16th, 2024. Today's sunny with a high near 34 degrees. Northeast winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 27 degrees. Northeast winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. On Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high near 33 degrees. Northeast winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Wednesday night, Partly cloudy, with a low around 23 degrees. Northeast winds around 10 miles per hour. And on Thursday, our sunny weather continues where it's mostly sunny, with a high near 30. And Thursday night, mostly cloudy, with a low around 22. I'm Katherine Klusmeyer, and this has been Raven News. Good morning.